welcome to How to Conceive a Live Comedy Show, because it will become your baby. I'm Olivia Hill, a stand-up comedian, show producer, and pet sitter to the stars. I can guarantee you can do this step with no resources, no money, and no connections. But before we get into that, a word from our sponsors. Today's episode has been sponsored by my parents. Are you a millennial who is feeling the hardship of this world, feeling like you'll never make ends meet while also recklessly spending on drinks at the bar or fast fashion clothing hauls from Shein, Fashion Nova, and Boohoo? Are you juggling several random gigs, convincing yourself that your income is higher than your expenses because you never really look at the total amount you're spending? Don't spend even one more day stressing about finances. Contact my parents today. Applications are simple to complete. Simply call the number listed in the show notes, say that you're good friends with Olivia Hill, and share your story about how hard it is. How hard what is? Doesn't matter. My parents will write a check for you to deposit almost instantaneously from the good of their hearts. Use middle name code Mayumi, that's M-A-Y-U-M-I, for an extra 20%. What are you waiting for? Get sponsored by my parents today. <laughs> All right, so back to step one of conceiving a live comedy show. You're going to want to ask yourself, why? So some recommend sitting down with a pen and paper and brainstorming the answer. Some recommend closing your eyes and meditating to get the highest answer. As for me personally, I like to sit in front of a mirror and have a full-blown conversation with myself. Taking a day to really flesh out the reason why you want to produce a live comedy show is going to give you this sense of accomplishment that you did a lot of work towards your goal that day without any of the stress of actually handling logistics. I know I'm being a little satirical, but in all seriousness, having a good why will help a lot of the decisions you have to make about your show down the line every step of the way. For example, if your why is, I have to prove to my parents that I can make money without them, you're going to know later down the line when discussing setting up ticket prices that you need a bigger slice of the pie coming back to you. But I'll make step one even easier for you and give you some answers to the question, why do I want to produce a live comedy show? and you can just listen and see what tingles your inner core the most. First one, super altruistic, it's giving back. Whether it be running a charity show and giving back to organizations like we did with our show Philanthropy TVD, Shameless Plug and Clit Suck, <laughs> or just running a show to create stage time for fellow comedians and performers, you are adding some value into this world and you should feel good about that. This is a great reason to run a show. Number two, wanting your own stage time. Seemingly a more selfish answer, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means you have an end goal to improve as a performer and that you are being efficient with your open mic grind time. Think about it like an athlete. You could drive to the gym every day and pay for memberships and classes, or you could invest in a gym at home with your own equipment that works for your schedule. I wanna add on to creating your own stage time that running your own show is a fantastic way to practice hosting. Because you will most likely be hosting your own shows, you'll get in the muscle memory of how to bring other comics up, how to address an audience cold, how to do basic housekeeping. I don't know, sometimes some clubs and places need you to let them know where the bathrooms are or when the servers come around. Um, just little things, it gets you in a good habit for all of that. And as you can tell, I didn't write this bullet point out, so I'm just kind of spitballing. But it's a great way to get stage time to practice your jokes and your hosting style. That's answer number two. Number three, making money. Another seemingly selfish answer, but hey, your soul and your body got plopped into America and it is a capitalistic system. No one is going to shame you for wanting to earn a back end on your hard work, especially when the show clearly has care put into it. I'm going to interject here and say, 
that this is not a selfish or icky reason as long as you're not trying actively to scam or take advantage or do some weird multi-level marketing scheme, aka turning your show into a skeezy bringer show, which we'll talk more about that on a later episode. But in short, with good intention, there is nothing wrong with coordinating money to flow back to you. Four, connections and networking. Why do these all sound like they have an edge of ick to them? <laughs> like, I feel like I need to highlight that this one has a delicate nuance to it. The idea of you putting on a show and creating stage time for your peers sometimes can mean that you can go to your peers who are also producing shows and ask them, hey, do you want to trade spots? Or I had you on my show, would love to do yours sometime. But the nuance is in that you have to go in with this answer being like a sub answer to your reason why you're running shows. It can't be the main answer. The main answer can't be, I'm going to make a show just so I can get on other shows because not every other show will take you and your submission and book you. And if you go in with the mentality that you were just doing this to get on other shows, like that's the sole reason why, you will feel so much not necessarily just rejection, but resentment. And resentment is like the worst feeling to have to sit with because it just festers in you. And I swear it makes you hold in like really uncomfortable farts, to be honest. So I think that creating a stage for other performers to come in, meet you, work with you, and for one night, what a great way to just interview someone and see if you vibe just by booking them on your show. But do not go in assuming that you will absolutely get an equal trade back out of this. And that really is just like not how you should go through life either is with this like tit for tat, one for one mentality. But it is something to keep in mind that if you do want to get on other shows, you can also pitch like, hey, I would love to do your show and can have you on mine at some point. I would say just try to go into this all with a positive intention of meeting and hosting some really great comedians and know that through a genuine connection, you can organically ask for a spot on someone else's show. Okay, this is my favorite reason and probably the most important of them all. Five, to have fun. <laughs> Sometimes when I get really excited, I also kind of sound sarcastic, but I genuinely love this one. Look, if you have been drawn to this podcast because you're like, hey, how do I conceive a live comedy show? Like there's something in your core that wants to do it. So chase that feeling. If something excites you in your life or it seems really amazing when others do it, just try it out for yourself. Even if you run a show and realize after it's all said and done that you hated it, still worth a try. And sometimes trying it and hating it will give you that much more appreciation and perspective on those who continuously produce shows. I feel like I wrote that as a shameless plug for anyone who's ever given me shit. Anyways, I personally love every step of the process. And I mean, it's all to a degree. There are some steps I dislike more than others. And even those steps have like baby steps that I don't like and I do like. One example would be marketing and promotion which we will get into in later episodes. But overall, after a really well done show, I have such a high from the short term rush of putting on an event that night and most likely performing it because one of my reasons for running a show is answer number two, wanting your own stage time. But I also received this longer, like lasting sense of accomplishment after seeing how something started as an idea and then through a million steps came to a finished product that people got to enjoy. And if you record it, 
then more people get to enjoy it. You can post that online and more eyes can be on it. It doesn't just have to be the people who saw you there live that night. I have a little bullet point off of this as well. 5A, passion, which I think ties into all of this. Um, I would say that if there is this inkling in you, this want, that could be the baby pilot light passion flame in you. And all you need is to turn on the thermostat and have that little flame ignite. To be honest, I don't know if that's what a pilot light is. I've had my landlord explain it to me several times and I just kind of say, look, whatever doesn't burn down my apartment, I'm good with. But I think that's what I'm likening it to. If you have that little flame in you, let it roar, babe. <laughs> Women in comedy. Women in comedy. Women in comedy. Which brings me to, I don't know if I'll use any of that conversation. That's pretty great. But I'm glad I knew it was happening. That made me feel safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Women in comedy are the best. Um, so I'm very blessed to experience the two heads is better than one quote in this area of my life by having a co-producer. She is my comedy wife, my best friend, and the person I think of when I hear the euphoria quote, bitch, you're my soulmate. Please welcome the Alyssa Poteet in the Alyssa Poteet segment. The Alyssa Poteet segment? I have a segment and it's named after me, Alyssa Poteet. Here at the Alyssa Poteet segment. I'm going to say it 12 more times. Oh my God, thank you. That was yeah. so nice. I could cry. Oh. I mean, I, I mean, it's not like we don't say this to each other like every single day. But it's like... It's, it's exclusively in bathrooms. But now, it's my studio. It's my podcast <laughs> studio. Thank you very much. Today's episode, we are talking about step one of how to conceive a live comedy show, which we were just talking about. The why. The Oh, the why. I'm yes. going to be honest. When you said the word conceive, I was like, whoa, I don't know if I'm ready for this podcast. But then we got the comedy show and I'm like, okay, we're back. Because it will become your baby. Because it will become your baby. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. it will. But honestly, like, arguably more time intensive and expensive, right? depending <laughs> on how you do it. <laughs> Someone's listening like, these two women have not had children. Like, <laughs> how dare they think that having a comedy show is like raising... Well, Sammy and well, if they feel that way, then they sh definitely should not watch Dog Moms the Web Series. Shameless <laughs> plug for Dog Moms the Web Series. Um, check it out on YouTube. That was Alyssa's baby that she carried to term, and then once she birthed, I helped raise. I think that's a really great way to put it. And I hope that we're not like beating over the head things that you already covered in the non-Alyssa Poteet segment of your <laughs> podcast. But um, it is really because it is one of the beauties of like our creative partnership and friendship is that when one of us has had an idea and we've always used this metaphor, I think mm -hmm. since the beginning of like whoever ingested, conceived, <laughs> whatever like other gooey word that kind of makes me borderline uncomfortable came up with an idea. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, it was literally like them getting pregnant, but just like a good partnership is supposed to be. But like the other, the other would swoop in and like support and mm -hmm. really like meet that yin yang partnership of getting all those needs and bringing the baby. Well, and raising the baby you do together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, but it does help to have that person there with you. Mm -hmm. Like you could do it alone. I... I could run a comedy show alone, but would I ever fucking want to? Because oh it would be insane yeah. running your own show. I don't know how people do it all the time. I would hate I, it. I don't know either. But we're going to explore that in this show. Oh, my God. Um, you know what's funny, though, is that I think the idea of someone being pregnant and then the other one helping with that idea came to me. You're going to hate this. You're going to hate and love this. It was planted in my brain when I was in a sorority. And I do love that for you, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I'll pull out the composite. It's, oh, yeah? it, I'm sure it's in that craft. We are in my closet. You are so good at saving things and like yeah. mementos. I do love that about you. Well, I mean, that was like the only reason I wanted to be in a sorority was like the composite photos look so glam. <laughs> and, I was like, and then and then you take a composite photo and they're the worst photo you ever took. I was going to say that's so funny because I just picture my, I'm literally like, I think, and I think too, because I was friends with you at the time yeah. and like you have a lot of like good like photo taking tips that mm. I like took in the completely incorrect equivocated way where it was like make sure you're and also i'm like i think i was insecure but like my eyes being small so i was like mm. open your eyes so i'm like this deer in headlights and then also <laughs> you're really good at like showing your teeth mm. but then like i don't think i needed that tip like i was like <laughs> like the biggest smile and the biggest eyes like a, like a scary like lipless deer where you can only see their teeth and they're just about to crash into your windshield at 90 miles an hour like that's my composite photo that is if i ever drive to indiana and i see a deer on the road i'm gonna think of you saying lipless deer before smacking into it i hope i survive oh yeah well you you gotta run through it just fyi you you can't stop Cause that then, cause oh, if you stop you or you veer, cause that when that happens, typically when, when the most people die from deer, it's cause like if they try to veer and then they mm. still hit the deer, now you it pushes you into traffic cause your trajectory is like you're either yeah. gonna hit or more likely you'll hit like a pole on like out the other side. So it's like you really are. They tell you and I've been lecture. You get lectured this a lot as a kid in the Midwest. Like nope, you gotta go right through it. You gotta go right right through the deer. Like. Wow. Yeah. This is the other thing I love about having a co-producer is that we teach each other regional things oh. that the other didn't grow up with. But oh, wait, yes. let me. Okay, so the, so my sorority, what what it, it was like VP. So there was because there was the girl in charge of Rush, mm. and then there's the girl in charge of new member education. That's what it is. Right. So that's the uh, metaphor they used was <sighs> the person in charge of Rush is the one like getting pregnant with all these two hundred new baby sorority girls. And then the VP new member education is going to help raise all those kids and make them. Oh my God. Maybe I'll redact that sorority name. That's like the Octomom times like Mm -hmm. a million, but like one house, millions of babies. (laughs) I am the, I am the queen aunt. Okay. But today's episode, like I said, it's why Mm. you would conceive a live comedy show because it's an easy first step. You don't have to really. I was going to say, you don't really have to, like, put a lot of thought into it after we just had, like, a three-hour conversation. <laughs> oh, on... We did have the longest conversation. <laughs> That's another great thing about having a co-producer. You can bounce your ideas off of somebody till the cows come home. And then still not really know what the answer And they don't, is. because the cows were hit by someone on the road who drove <gasps> oh. right through them. So do it with your best friend. That's pro tip is if you can get along with this person, amazing. So here's my questions to you. What are some of your reasons why you would conceive a live comedy show? Well, would and did, I suppose, or yeah. it supported your conception. Thanks. And wow, so, to, that's so you're, t- <laughs> wow, that was not in any of my, right. like, reasons to support a friend to support a friend to support a friend dude and that was like that was the only like conception related sentence a comedian's ever said that was like wholesome and not wildly inappropriate so yay for us um no but uh like yeah to support a friend reasons like why would personally Mm -hmm. start a comedy show because there's a lot of bad reasons i think a, it's hard because I haven't ran a show in a while that wasn't... Our show that we run is very 
unique mm-hmm. and a lot of like it has very unique benefits and goals and it's like such an outlet for us because mm-hmm. we get to do all this fun creative scripting and sketch work and it's just like mm-hmm. it is literally like kids in a candy store so in terms of some of the traditional reasons why I've run shows in the past when it comes to um like stage time and mm-hmm. just hosting time but I think in general just being able to have a place where you can control your stage time is a plus. I think the biggest reason for me, honestly, and it held so true when we were first starting and even still as we're like a little bit more established, it's being able to meet and work with comedians. They're maybe like a little bit better than you or a little bit more established than you but like on the equal footing as like a peer because like right here right now we're both at this gig you know what I mean and we are both working this gig like I may be running it and you are on it but like it's not like being at a show that they're on and being like could I could I have some more of your attention, sir? Please look at me, the plebeian. Like you can just mm-hmm. kind of it's it's you you get rid of some of those barriers, mm-hmm. and and it, I have some of the most awesome people I feel like in the scene to just and it's not even like oh so and so like that some of the networky shit of like oh so and so is gonna so and maybe they can like help me out with things but honestly just even like being in the energy of like knowing and friendly with some of these people and like just getting to work with them I feel like you just absorb a lot of that like competency in this Mm. weird abstract way just like by being around it and in it and with it another reason which some might argue is a stupid and ineffective reason is money something that we talk about all the time. Literally, you are <laughs> listing off. I mean, the support of friend was not something I had on my list, but <laughs> wanting your own stage time is my number two. Um, connections and networking. I, it's so funny because, like, when you listen to both of these, we're both saying the same thing, just worded in our own listen live ways. Oh my god! Um, it's almost then, as if we work together and have talked about this before. <laughs> and yeah, had, like I a three-hour right. meeting about it. <laughs> Like, why do you want to run a show, Liv? I don't know. Like, I'm thinking, we're thinking about running a show. Why would you want to run a show? Ten hours later. Uh, Ten hours later. Yeah, it makes sense that we would have the same reasons. <laughs> but I'm baffled. I'm baffled. It's good. We're on topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm baffled. Being close to another human being, crazy. This could also go a completely different way. I feel like you could be, you could force a married couple to be in a closet that is claimed to be a podcasting studio and say like, why did you both each want to get married? And they both have completely different reasons. So it's actually kind of nice that we have the same reasons, but um, do you want to touch more on money? So yeah, money, I guess to touch on that, it's like, honestly, it's not the best way to make money. If your goal is to make money, like do anything else, like open a lemonade stand, honestly, (laughs) like, I don't know. (laughs) Invest in like I feel old... personally attacked. No, I don't have a job. It's, no, it's um. But that being said, I think it's like to make money in the grand, uh, marketplace of enterprise in total, not the smartest call. However, if you're already like, especially if you're newer and you're hustling and you're putting on all this time just for like free stage time, like you're at the stage when you're doing a lot of unpaid shows, and it's like. Well, I'm not really thinking in terms of, like, hours of work 
per dollar because I'm already like doing all this uphill climbing for free, which isn't even for free because then you got to put gas on top of it and like blah, 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 blah. So that was articulate. It's, it's, so then at that point, you're already put your like the, the it's a sunk cost of all the work you're going to be putting in to doing stand up. So if it's like, why not just make it a show? Because then like, yeah, that'll be more work than just hustling around town, getting your stage time. But at the end of the day, you get the networking aspect. And then also you're just making some of that back if you're smart about it. It's a wide market for comedy, mm-hmm. I feel like, especially now. Sure. And I also think that like all of these things will dive into on next episodes. Ooh. So, so we're gonna. S- Ooh, that's a cliffhanger that's in the a biz. Cliffhanger. But I think the other thing that you touched on that I don't think I mentioned in my points, and this was our whole three-hour conversation just now, is it's a way to carve out your fandom and fan base. Mm. Because if someone comes to your show that you run and really likes what you're doing, you have an easy way, if they come up to you after the show, they're like, we really liked you, to be like, oh, I do this weekly. Oh, I do this monthly. So come back again in a month. Or like, let me add you to an email list. Or let me follow you on Instagram or TikTok. And I think it's a great way to fan network in that way. Mm. Not that, you know, which leads me to my next question. And I'm going to kind of start with this is like not that you should be doing solely anything out of this narcissistic let me control a fandom Mm -hmm. you know try to give back as much as you can Mm -hmm. um but my next question to you is what are some reasons you shouldn't conceive a live comedy show oh (laughs) olivia hill with the great stimulating questions going back to my latest answer don't start a comedy show to make copious amounts of money. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's just. It's Why just didn't really you nice. tell me that at the beginning of July? You're the one that went, oh, July? I was gonna say, you wanted to run a charity show. We were never gonna oh, make money. No, I. No, no, no. When we ran Philanthropy TBD, which was our charity show, no, I knew we weren't gonna make money. Right. But in July, when we ran Spectacular, I was like, let's see how much Mama can make. Hey, and to be fair, we just made like, what, a couple hundred bucks? We did. We so, did. And it was the most work either of us have ever done for mm-hmm. 150 bucks. And we both have Midwest work ethics. But, I mean, that was a lesson I had to learn, and we'll discuss that on a later episode of Five Sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, okay, so you don't think you'll make copious amounts of money? Yeah, no, yeah, at I least, don't. yeah, I believe that there's hope. And we know um, Billy Anderson, mm-hmm. who was able to make this very successful. And there's a lot of, like, theater owners who were able to literally turn hosting comedy into a business and we'll talk to all these people at some point on the podcast but absolutely i think but though it's got to be more of like a secondary or Mm -hmm. tertiary want i guess that's my point when i say that it's not to like not have hope so that like that can't happen but it's like you have to do so much work to get there to where you're turning like a really consistent sustainable profit because i think part of the thing that we talk about is like yeah we were able to turn that like couple hundred dollars profit but like I don't think, and like, you know, this is a part of our three hour conversation is how like we are going to have to make some, you know, we're in a growing phase because, and that's a beautiful thing because that means our show is something that is legs to be able to grow. Point being is that like, because I just don't want people listening to think like, oh, well, they came back and they ran their first show and they each made a couple hundred bucks. That's like 400 bucks total. Like maybe it's not that hard to make money doing comedy shows. Well, A, Olivia and I did run shows for like, years really mm-hmm. learning a lot making no money mm-hmm. if money's the main reason you're doing it 
go go get an accountant job. I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like, yeah. I feel like it's got to be, I love this shit so much. Or there's these other benefits to, like, either show running or comedy or all these things. And I want to find a way to make it sustainable. And therefore, one of my subsidiary wants is money. I think everyone should run a comedy show. Are there that many shouldn'ts? I'm just kidding. But, like, Are there I, many what? Shouldn'ts. Oh, <laughs> I well, I mean, I think one of my shouldn'ts after this conversation is like don't go in with such a narcissistic mind that it's like all about you especially i think Mm. as we i learn i'll say this for myself i learned through running philanthropy tbd early early in the day and working with performers and just human beings is that everyone's kind of either nervous about themselves or all about themselves Mm. so you can't take anything anyone does personally yeah you know and I think when we started I had some very big ego moments with people that we would book Mm. and like when they'd be late and shit or like no there was one act who would never remember my name and we booked her three times okay oh (laughs) not that I like know your answer for this but I really hope just like in the vibe (laughs) of friendship that it's gonna be this answer but what has been your greatest reward of running a live comedy show oh my god no pressure oh my god I feel like (laughs) I feel like now there's right and wrong answers um the greatest reward well I mean like the it's just been like writing our scripts like hanging out and getting to write right answer yeah. Oh, thank God. I was like, I was like, are you guys going to listen to Olivia kill me in the closet? And then we'll never get to come out of the closet. Oh, no. It was like, it better be hanging out with my best friend. Yeah. 100%. But I also hang out with no, you. I'm also all kidding. the time. I don't need to run a show to hang out with you. But I do love specifically hanging out with you when we get to, like, like, it's such a unique thing, especially with our show, because it's so silly and weird and there's no rules. And it's mm-hmm. like, we could incorporate a dance or a kick line or a fucking bloody scar mm-hmm. or a fucking a, a, a parody song or like anything mm-hmm. in between just because we want to it's like yeah. our own talent show of like ourselves you know what i mean and it, it is it is and so you would say fun. like creative expression but like with my best friend thank you 100 <laughs> oh, all right you ready for the lightning round yes okay five minutes only each question <laughs> die if you saw how long yeah. our phone calls are <laughs> they're like it they're minimum two hours and if they e- but here's the thing if they ever have to be shorter than two hours it gets really aggressive up top no, we're just no, like no. okay just so you know i have a thing and i didn't <laughs> and that wastes like 40 minutes <laughs> explaining explaining why we can't be on the phone for so long and then finally getting to the thing but no if it's ever shorter than two hours there is always a phone call later that day <laughs> that's so true it's so peanut butter or jelly it's like the food <laughs> <laughs> time because no, it's, it's construct peanut butter i'm not really a jelly girl it's too it's i don't know it's the you know i'm not good with the gooey and the sauces <laughs> <laughs> three hours later <laughs> Is that not lightning enough? Oh, no. Okay, ready for You'll like this one. Favorite of the Great Lakes. Oh, Michigan, but I'm biased. We're out of Michigan. <laughs> I do like that. That's fun. Why is it funny? Because I feel like usually lightning round is like, just say the, the word. But you're like, so here's the explanation. So Michigan, I grew Did you grow up next to Michigan? Is that the yeah, one? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chicago's on Lake Michigan. And also, Indiana touches Lake Michigan. 
I learned Indiana was not in the South two weeks ago. Honestly, Melissa. that's a fair assumption. Yeah. That's, like, so fair. Like, honestly, that means you know more culturally about Indiana <laughs> than not, even though it's geographically incorrect. So, like, <laughs> I think I just lost my whole audience in Indiana. So, all right. Uh, favorite element in terms of earth, air, fire, water? Like, which of those four categories or what element on the periodic table specifically? No, out of that. Oh. Girl, oh. you know I'm a woo-woo bitch. I didn't think about the periodic <laughs> table of elements. You would. You're also, you're, you're, you're sciencey. You're more sciencey than me, though. That's, True, but That's we, more mm. the, and to yours, I guess I would say iron. I don't know. Ooh, I want to say iron. magnesium, but that makes me think about, like, pooping, so. Right. I, I feel iron deficient sometimes, so I feel like it's a, you know, it yeah. would be a responsible answer. Okay, earth, wind. Or fi- um, yeah, yeah. Earth, earth, air, fire, water. I would say earth. I like. I'm an earthy. I'm an earthy bitch. I like the feeling of like my feet in the. But although I do fucking love. <laughs> see, it's weird. I feel like as I'm with you, I would. Fix- <laughs> this is not a lightning round. Earth. No, no. Finish your thought. I'm gonna laugh at you for having a full dissertation about the okay, lightning round. In the Midwest, we have oh really God. long strikes of lightning. <laughs> And they last, okay? <laughs> what element is that? Wait, what are you trying to say? I'm just saying that, like, a lightning round could be... Oh, 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 I see. I thought you were starting with, like, see, because of these lightning <laughs> storms, I, t- I typically like Earth, but sometimes water does make a play. But see, in the beginning, as God said in Genesis 3.16, and if we examine this, fast forward... To two thousand years later, when the <laughs> people are like, I thought this was a show about how to run live comedy. This is live comedy. This is live comedy. You know, this is improv. <laughs> Boom. Um, okay. I feel like I would also contend with fire, but since I'm oh. with you, I feel like you're more of a fire bitch. So I just feel like I'm more of an earth bitch. But like fire would also be. I love like looking at a flame. You know. See, I wish I was a fire bitch. Aren't I mean, like know? I'm a fiery bitch. Oh, because Scorpios love are fiery, but you're water. Yeah. I love, I love going you to the beach. Water, I love a pool. Right. Um, what is your rising sign? I'm gonna pull up my co-star because I always you know get them confused. Yes. I actually think I just know yours. I don't even know why I asked. Is it I Cancer or Pisces? I think I don't... it's Cancer. I think you're right. Yep, Cancer. Damn! Oh my Ooh. God! Best friend achieved. I'm also a Cancer rising, so. Oh, yeah. very cool. All right, here's the final of the lightning round. <laughs> Favorite smell. I was about to start a story. Oh my <laughs> god! I stopped myself. I'm I like, well, I used to really like lavender, but then this event happened, and then now I kind of feel this way about lavender. I'm like, oh, um, so it's not lavender. I guess it's or it used to be. It used to be lavender. Used to be lavender. Uh, oh, how is this one the hardest? Um, it is. I kind of made it hard. Oh, okay. Because that's a that that is one where it's like you either fucking know or you're like what? Yeah. See, I don't know if this is favorite because it's so okay. like food related that I don't. It doesn't apply all the time. Like you wouldn't want. Like I like baking chocolate chip cookies. Oh, yeah. But you yeah. don't want like your car to smell of like baking cookies. You know what I mean? Like there's certain right. Like, you know. I think vanilla Ooh. is nice in small spurts because i think that's why cookies have smells the mm. vanilla extract that you act it, it all kind of yeah, blends yeah, together yeah. makes it aromatic and yeah that is that word aromatic yeah. it is an aromatic like aromatic, basil yeah. well thank you so much for coming on this has been the Alyssa poteet segment with Alyssa poteet oh my god thank you yes it was we're and- gonna have one probably every episode <laughs> 
<laughs> and I know on. you're like, why didn't we just run this podcast together? Because I was like, well, I want to respect your time. And I can't always have you sit in a closet together. But now I'm realizing if we're just going to have this segment every episode, <laughs> what the fuck was the point? But I already made it. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I but like, like it. It, it definitely... <laughs> I think you have a higher billing as consistent guest than as like... Oh, you think so? I think so. Oh my God, I appreciate that. The Alyssa wow. Poteet segment. And I mean, now if we were writing this together, then I would feel the need to sit on the floor on my bare ass with exactly. you. Exactly. Like, now I get the you pillow get the of pillow. guesthood. The pillow of <laughs> guesthood. You, right. Hey, Livia Hill, you're a great host. Thank you. In your home and in your podcast. Oh, thanks. Oh no, my foot is falling asleep. Anyways, this has been episode one of How to Conceive a Live Comedy Show with Olivia Hill. Thank you again to our sponsors, my parents. Join us for our next episode, But What Should I Do? Where we break down the different types of shows you can run. Until then, I have silly videos on Instagram and TikTok at FreeSampleOlivia and even more pictures on Twitter at FreeSampleLive. My show dates can be found at FreeSampleOlivia.com and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, shoot me an email at FreeSampleOlivia at gmail.com. We can't wait to see what live comedy you conceive. Bye.